Welcome to Nina, Hannah, and Emily in Paris, the show no one asked for about the show no one asked for. I'm Hannah. And I'm Nina. And just like Emily and her pals, we are back for a third season. This is the second recap episode of Emily in Paris season three. And the episode we are recapping is What's It All About? Dot, dot, dot. As we always like to say, you don't have to have enjoyed or even watched Emily in Paris to listen to this podcast. We're here to recap the episodes and more importantly, to entertain you, to give you a good time. There's no wrong way to listen. We are aiming to put out episodes pretty quickly this season because we know so many of you are probably just binging the show as Netflix dropped all 10 episodes on the same day. So make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your shows so you're notified when we drop a new episode. We're thinking about every couple of days we'll be able to put some new content into the feed. And if you're super hungry for more behind the scenes or takes or pictures of us or videos, et cetera, et cetera, go follow us on Instagram at Emily and Paris pod. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. You look like you belong in a like, um, and take this as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like a low budge, mm-hmm. very, very good sci-fi movie that's set like 10 years from now. I would love that. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't yeah, that, it's do. like what you're, I do know what you mean. Have you actually, speaking of, have you watched It Follows yet? No, I still haven't. You gotta. I know. Yeah. It's... Maybe not around Christmas time necessarily, but <laughs> it's the it best it. holiday movie. <laughs> I do want to watch it. Yeah, because just that reminds me of like, yeah, well, whatever. We've talked about it before, but they spoiler do a lot alert. With little. Spoiler alert. It's good. <laughs> speaking of things that are good that we like. I loved the second episode. Are you kidding? No, but I am being hyperbolic. I thought it was better than the first. I I did have a better time watching this. One it was than the better first. than the first. How about you? What you? What do you think? Give it to me. I agree. It was better than the first. <laughs> so I I for my job that I got laid off from, mm-hmm. um, I learned how to use this like AI software for writing. <laughs> um, it was super sad and super sad for me to make a joke, being like, "Is this robot going to replace me?" and then be laid off like a month later. But moving right along, Emily in Paris feels like it was written by an AI. Yeah. And it hasn't always. We got to go on record being like, it hasn't. No, it hasn't always. But I think the degree to which things feel recycled this season in the way that conversations are just rehashed kind of over and over again, where like what what I learned in the AI software is just like how it uses patterns and like in order to get new content, you have to give it new content. Like you can't expect a new third result if the first two results are the same. Mm -hmm. So like they haven't given it anything new. That's such a good point. It's really well said. And yes, because I think nothing happened. (laughs) I think what happened is we just like reset to like five episodes previous. Yes. Oh my God. It's so true. It's like, okay. So wait, what? Like, uh, yeah, it, yeah, I know. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, should we dig into our... Yeah, let's dig in. <laughs> our recap? Well, wait, wait, wait. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I almost skipped this. Yeah. Are you in Paris? Hell no. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, I guess a little bit. <laughs> I'm having a banner week. Um, yeah, you're wearing a tank top. Uh, 
Yeah, it's true. I do have my heat in my apartment, like very un non-European style. It's like 72 degrees. Nice. Uh, well, you and I worked on a, a video for this mm-hmm. cool organization called The Advent Project, and that came out today. And on the record, thank you so much for helping me make that happen. Oh, and yeah. On the record, my pleasure. Am I in Paris? I'm surrounded by art right now. So a little <sighs> bit, yeah. You know? Culture. Yeah. And I'm with my best gal. That's me. That's you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Time for moving on. Moving on to the recap. <laughs> I will say I did not take notes because I needed to have lunch. So I don't like scene by scene. But I'll re- I remember everything. I remember everything. It's a reference for you, Dawson's Creek heads. But um, how does it begin? <laughs> they're getting flowers at the market, and by that I mean they're kind of like standing near flowers on a set on a soundstage, <laughs> um, and then. Emily's in the office and Madeline is returning from, I guess, two days of maternity leave. Two weeks. Was it two weeks? Did she say Yeah, it's two weeks. It's two weeks. She said, she's like, I can't believe it's been two weeks. Mindy sets that up in their little walk and talk around the flower set. Oh, you do remember everything. And I took notes. Yeah, but this is how my memory works. I need to be jogged into like everything. That is true. I I really, you know that about me? I do know. I I think now that you've stated it, I'm like, that is kind of true. So it's been two weeks and Alfie and Emily aren't really speaking so much because he's in London, question, question mark. mark. <laughs> and Mindy turned down the blue trumpet. Yeah, because they only wanted her to do it. And Sylvie, Luke, and Julien are trying to run with their new marketing firm, but they're having a really hard time um, finding clients. Well, so also they make- can't find anyone to do social. Yeah, I did like that setup because I was like, I know someone who does social. Um, they really lay it all out for for us. <laughs> but so yeah, Madeline comes back and is like, we need to like hit the ground running. Like, let's go, let's do stuff. And also at this point, Emily is like, oh, I'm really sorry that I'm not going to be able to go scene by scene. Is this a scene though where Emily's like? She's like, Emily, are you on my side? And she's like, of course I am. And I was like, what is going on? Maybe that happens later in the episode. I forget exactly when that happens, but I know what you're talking about. And regardless of how how accurate you are going scene by scene, we have that she interacts with Madeline and they're trying to work at Savoir. We see Sylvie and Julian and Luke together. We get Emily doing the weird texting overlay thing with Alfie. Oh, I liked that. Oh, I thought it was kind of confusing. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was kind of like, you know what? If you're going to have weird subtitles in the pilot, like in the first episode of the season. Yeah, dig in. Dig in. Let's let's see what kind of different fonts you guys are going to play with. And what yeah, kind they of- use the Instagram font. Yes, they did. Truly, I'm like, oh, you guys did like an Instagram story instead of editing your show, which checks out. <laughs> it did remind, that's so funny. It did remind me of Obvious Child. The poster for Obvious Child. Oh, yeah, sure. Terrible recall, but I'll tell you about a poster from a 2014 <laughs> film about abortion. All right. Anyway. <laughs> then we get an ad for Tiffany. Tiffany and Co. Um, which I think Tiffany's like really going hard right now for Christmas because they also have a new movie out called Something from Tiffany's. And it honestly worked on you. You've gotten me one piece it of jewelry in me. my life. I, got, I did. I got you a piece of jewelry from Tiffany. <laughs> Which and is I, one of those things that I, that is weird to share. <laughs> I can edit it out. I, the best part about it is that I love it so much I wear it all the time, but from far away it looks like a cross because it's a key. 
And so it looks like a tiny, delicate, beautiful little cross. And people will be like, I really like your pendant. And I'll be like, yeah, my friend Nina got it for me. And then it's like really – people are like, so are you like a Catholic gay? Like what's going on? Like, And you kind of are, I would argue. (laughs) I'd say you're a half Catholic gay. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) A half Catholic, half gay. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) You're (laughs) bi-Catholic. Okay, and so they go to Tiffany, and Mads shows up because she, with Emily because mm-hmm. she's like, no, you had a meeting with Savoir. And Tiffany person is like, well, I'm pretty sure we had a meeting with Sylvie, and then Sylvie shows up. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you guys, yeah. it's awkward. It's awkward. It's awkward for the Tiffany's person. It's awkward for everyone. And then Mads is like, I like how we're calling her Mads, by the way. Um, and Mads <laughs> is like, um, you guys have signed a non-compete in your contract. Read your contract, Syl. <sighs> She says to Sylvie, brutal. And I was like, that is so brutal. And then sure enough, in the next scene, uh, Emily is like, I can't believe you called her Syl. They wanted to make sure you caught on. That was kind of a wild thing. (laughs) They were like, that's showing that she's disrespecting her. But now we're also (laughs) going to tell you in the next scene. Um, This is, I think it it is during that walk where um, Mads is like, get your head in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, let's like, what do you want? And again, for the first time ever, we hear Emily just be like, I'm of course I'm on board with you. Which is just her struggle to articulate what she wants in a timely fashion and then to have to just like catch up with what the rest of the world mm-hmm. needs of her is, I'm going to say, getting a little exhausting. <laughs> Super exhausting. If she were my friend, Cut her loose. I'd pull her aside. Could you have a sec? Okay, then we get her and Mads talking with Antoine. Mm-hmm. And Antoine because- is like, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, Sylvie's done this. Sylvie has done this very cool. It really worked on me. This little box of things, mm-hmm. little I box like of too. like. I was like, I would love to receive that. Yes, I was <laughs> absolutely getting conned into it. Yeah, um, but it was like a box. It's like what they do for like influencers when they like TikTok mm-hmm. put out like a Christmas box or whatever. But it's like different samples, basically from all of their clients, um, and that's how they're going to like launch. Uh, it's called La Jonscrato, I think it's like just her last name. Yeah, whatever her last name is. Uh, anyway, and, uh, Lavo, what's it called? Yes. Yeah. And anyway, Antoine's, uh, fragrance. Yeah, um, I think it is Lavo. Line, Lavo, is featured. Anyway, so that's, that's how they found, I'm really glad I'm breaking down how it came to be that we know that mm-hmm. Antoine has gone with Savoir, or with Sylvie. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad every, every listener needed to hear that. Um, <laughs> and so anyway, yeah, they're having a meeting with him being like, no, you can't, you can't do that. And he's like, we have a longstanding relationship. Like, I'll figure it out. He's kind of like, maybe not not in this moment, but like, my lawyer will take a look and we'll sort it out because this is just a silly contract thing. And then he's like, let me actually check in. this is in. barely a plot point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the writers will be able to hammer it out by the next episode. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then he's like, let me grab my new CFO. And you will I not, not be believe. <laughs> my jaw hit the floor. I was like, What? I did not see that coming. I was so shocked because, like, how could he do that? It was out of the blue. But he's in London. Alfie, he's in London, so how Alfie could he? is the new CFO. It was wild. <laughs> <laughs> so what I wrote in my notes was, imagine your boyfriend's doing this and you still think maybe you're together. This whole time, Emily's been like, are we together? Are we not? And it's like, like, I can't figure out how he feels about me. We barely talk. <laughs> we barely talk. And he he said he was moving to London, but then he didn't. And he's actually been in the city where I live. 
and it's still choosing not to talk to me. <laughs> I would say that's like if they if they do remake, he's just not that into you. Oh God, that, that's brutal. People make time for what they want to make time for. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I hate when you tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I know you're right. That's a little Easter egg for our when Harry met Sally super fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then she's like, she's like, get, she texts, get, she texts uh, Alfie, and she's like, "Can we talk? Let's grab dinner." Oh yeah, and and then she's about to go to Gabrielle's restaurant for dinner because she's like short explored. Yeah. <laughs> A little shorthand with the audience where it's like, we know, like, they're not even hiding it anymore. No. They're not even, like, debating, like, where should we go? Like, well, there's one, an opening. one good restaurant. Yeah. And she shows up to the restaurant and Camille's there, obviously. And turns out she learns that everyone knew that Alfie was in town except her, which is funny because I, <laughs> so I think brutal. that she, like, needs to be made a fool and, and be appropriately embarrassed more often. Mm-hmm. So often she's made a fool, but it's like becomes more indignant it's charming and decides to yeah. act more foolish yeah and people think it's cute and i was glad that she was like i feel like an idiot and i was like yeah and then alfie rolls up and is like koopa am i doing a good job you're recapping such a good job you're doing such a good job the one thing i would note is that kami is like i'm sorry i'm only i know yeah. <laughs> and emily's like we need to be able to trust each other crazy and like tell each other thing to say and Kami is like, well, you've you've not been honest with me before. And she's just like, you're right. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. So again, yeah, about like where something are we way at more important. That? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's, it's a wild interaction. And yeah, Kami agrees that they'll be honest with each other from now on, which I just don't see happening. Um, this is in my <laughs> notes. In my notes, I wrote, she's so messy and annoying. <laughs> and she's having dinner with Alfie and... Alfie says, I think, one of my favorite lines of the episode. At the end of an amazing lunch, he asked me to be CFO. (laughs) I just thought that was one of the stupidest lines of dialogue. (laughs) Well, what's stupid about it? Break it down for us. For those of us who loved that line and thought it was... Right. Okay. CFO, (laughs) Chief Financial Officer. Can you imagine? (laughs) You run a really important, like, brand. Yeah, yeah, and then you meet this guy who's about to move to London, mm-hmm. and he mentions that he works in finance, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, "Let's have lunch," even First though you're leaving the next him. morning. Yeah, and then after lunch, after an amazing lunch, I should add, I should add. <laughs> also, I'm like, how good was that lunch? <laughs> was it the food? Like, I think honestly, my no, question about that line, literally, my question about that line is when Alfie says it was an amazing lunch. I'm like, in what way? you guys get along so well and you guys like hit it off and are besties or was the food yeah. really good at the end of an amazing lunch he asked me to be CFO. just know it was good just know it was good enough for him to be asked to be the cfo Doesn't also, really matter like, how. okay if we're if i was telling you that story i'd be like yeah it's crazy we went to this beautiful lunch it was like so glamorous he t- took me out he wined and dined me and i was like where is this going And at the end he was like you should be cfo and i thought about it but to some like i would really <laughs> milk that story yeah, but we only have, I guess, about 36 minutes <laughs> Too much. Per, per episode. This episode dragged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then Alfie, Alfie says something else cutting, which is, I didn't want you to think I came back to Paris for you and walks away. Brutal. Really rough. He also kisses her on the cheek, which is one of those moves that I'm like, 
I don't know. I've talked about this with our friend Ned. Like, I don't know at what point one ages into like friends, one kissing each other in the mouth, which like I feel like I saw all throughout the 90s mm-hmm. on 90s television shows, or two men, presumably around our age, kissing me on kissing us on the cheek goodbye. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, when's the last time? I mean, mm-hmm. I, when does that happen? I think I'd be pretty upset if any of my male friends <laughs> did that to me. Actually, that's the difference I'm between say- us. I'd be like, I'm saying, that, <laughs> I'm saying that, but I do have one friend who 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 does kiss me on the cheek. Is it Sam? It's Sammy. Oh, this that's is cute. gonna be meaningless to anyone listening who doesn't know him. But yeah, it's very sweet. That's really and he's sweet. a dear old friend. So I couldn't. There's no room for so you for can't weird say no in that partnership because <laughs> I can't say no because he corners me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing about uh, that, to be clear. <laughs> I think this brought me to just doing some thinking, which is like Emily f- <laughs> pretending to be upset about Alfie is weird to me because I'm like, I think you break up with people by like phasing them out. Like you, there are clues. And I'm like, Emily was dropping so many clues to Alfie that she didn't want to be with him. Right. And he says And that. finally he was like, all right, I'm good. Goodbye. And so for her to like be upset all of a sudden, I'm just like, pick Elaine. Elaine girl. Elaine girly. I know. I, it's, I felt a wild sense of relief when he left that dinner Mm -hmm. and was like, I'm, he was like, it was good to see you. Yeah. I was like, good. He quit the show. He's going to be on a new series. (laughs) He's going to be on Bridgerton. Yes. I, I know. I honestly, I was like really relieved because I was like, we need a breath of fresh air. We cannot keep just relitigating if Emily wants to be with this person that we know she doesn't yeah. want to be with because we know she wants to be with Gabrielle and there's like no tension left. Mm-hmm. It is just like fact. I mean, if we want to go back to a classic dynamic of will they, won't they, friends to lovers to drama, Rachel and Ross, mm-hmm. the reason that worked is because you really believed that when they weren't together, they didn't want to be together. Mm-hmm. And then every like seven to 12 episodes, there'd be a moment where you'd be like, wait, do they? Mm-hmm. And then again, they wouldn't be together or it would be painful for one and not the other. Da, da, da. But this sort of like, they both just want to be together and there's actually nothing keeping them from being together at all, <laughs> except their own decision-making is just like wild. Yeah. It's very tensionless. Tensionless. That's right. So then she goes back to be with her roomie, <laughs> her roomie Mindy yeah. in their like weirdly coordinated rainbow outfits. Yeah. And they have Aesop hand soap on their uh, kitchen sink. That's so funny. Do you not have Aesop hand soap? Fuck. <laughs> I actually do have a Le Labo hand soap right now that I took from a hotel. Oh my gosh. I love that's my how I got introduced to them from being in a hotel and it changed my life. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal reveal. <laughs> there goes my money. <laughs> okay, and she talks to Mindy and he's like, this was a funny little bit mm-hmm. where Mindy knows already. Mm-hmm. So it's like convenient, obviously, and yet mm-hmm. still somehow we're, we need a scene to rehash it, even though it's mm-hmm. like she knows. But she was funny about it. She was like, of course I know. We live in a dorm. I saw them on the quad while you were eating at the canteen or yeah. the cafeteria or whatever. Yeah. And it was like a funny, okay, some self-awareness that like, yes, we visit the same three sites. Yeah. I appreciate that. And I think she pulled it off. Pulled it off she did. Which yeah, is, I'm giving Ashley Park more love since our conversation last. And then Mindy, of course, is a singer. She's, I would say Mindy's, Mindy's character is like the opposite of the Kristen Wiig SNL don't make me sing lady, where her character is like, make me sing. Make me sing. Give me the smallest indication that yeah. there's space for me to sing. Yeah, she just starts singing Alfie. Yeah. 
And her advice to Emily is like, if you want to get him back, do a grand gesture. And I'm like, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) but you don't want to get him back. And Emily, you're so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That like your grand gesture is going to suck. And that's just such bad friend advice where it's like, if you, if they're, if they're really good friends, she knows she doesn't want to be with Alfie. There is, I will say, like, no discernment in their friendship, mm-hmm. which, you know, I've talked about before as, like, obviously that can go too far and you can stop being a fun friend. I've been guilty of that before in my youth. No longer. I'm exclusively a fun friend. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but like asking some good questions. Like, it, like, I would have loved to see the version of that scene where she's like, do you really want him? Let's do it. We're going to improvise okay. it. All right. Okay, you're Wait, Emily, okay? Emily, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you start. Alfie broke up with me. Oh, I'm so sorry. How are you feeling about it? I feel terrible. Like, we're perfect for each other, and he's so handsome. And he was wearing that spread collar shirt. Yeah, with the suit. He looks so good in his suit. So good. I hear you, and I know it suck. Breakups, like, suck. But, like, do you really want to be with him? Of course I do. He, like, has his life together. He He's, like, one of my only people in Paris. He's so handsome. Like, we should be together. Can I say something that, like, correct me if I'm wrong, please. But, like... When you guys were together, <laughs> I'm so deep into this. I know, I know, I can tell. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I really hope we get signed. <laughs> when you guys were together, I, I never got the impression that you like really wanted to be with him romantically. Like, I know he's great, and I think you guys could be great friends, but I just, it didn't ever read to me like, no, don't cry, Emily, stop crying, Emily, 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 stop crying. How can you say that? Maybe like give it a couple of weeks because. A space is good and you don't need to go rush into something, especially when you're still healing from the Gabrielle thing. I'm over Gabrielle. Bitch, no, you're not. <laughs> and scene. And scene. Yeah, good. <laughs> really good. That's good. You're welcome. I, I really could an AI generate that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly though, right now I'm like, we just ratcheted up the stakes, ratcheted up the tension tenfold. I'm like, put me in that writer's room. I mean, don't put me in the room. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. But or do. Um <laughs> what do we get next? Oh, we get Madeline in the uh oh, Jesus Christ. We had no, no, we hateful, get Sylvie. Oh. We, no, first we get Sylvie realizing that, like they're trying to reclaim all their clients and the non-compete has gone out to all their cl- clients. So Sylvie's agency like can't work. And so they're they're getting frustrated. And then we get mad mads in what is again a hateful, cruel image of a nursing woman. She's wearing leopard print or like giraffe print or something with a very low cut shirt. She has like notably large breasts in a way that like I'm a large breasted woman. I love seeing people on television with large breasts. It is so insulting the way yeah. that her body is depicted in this show as like crass and she's pumping. Oh, by the way, for those who don't watch and she's pumping and she's like not letting it affect her work in a way that's comical. Yeah. And Emily's like, you're my, notably like, oh, disgusted you're pumping uh cause, well because i think because emily is like completely neutered <laughs> and like doesn't understand what her body is for yeah <sighs> and yeah mean whatever whatever emily has an epiphany because they need to hire a president for savoir and she's not sure who to ask and emily has an epiphany which are always always a good sign mm-hmm. she's she calls, gonna save the day yeah she calls luke to meet up for lunch at their little spot and she's this is this was another crazy line 
which is Luke is like, man, I wish we were still working together. And Emily's like, I know. And Emily says, if Madeline hadn't come out here, we'd still be working together, which is just not true and so delusional and really speaks to her inability to reckon with her behavior and her actions. No responsibility, no accountability. No, like, I'm so embarrassed that I didn't, I was, wasn't able to join you guys, that I like didn't do what I needed to do. And now I'm like accidentally running the company I meant to quit mm-hmm. three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. That said, I do like them getting their little like treat on the sun in that little cafe. Mm-hmm. I think that's a nice little callback to the first season mm-hmm. and last season happened again. So then Emily brings him to Mads and they present the idea of like, you have to woo Sylvie. She's the only person I mean, again, just recycling, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like, we. I know how we solve it, by going back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. And Luke is like, the French love flattery, like, really woo her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, but where and how? Oh, we forgot to mention this whole episode is kind of about the summer solstice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which we, it, we're told is a big deal in France. So then we cut to, yeah, Pierre Cadeau's doing like a, a winter solstice festival. No, 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 that's not that's not this yet. No, it's Sorry. just the Pierre Cadeau like uh, opening of the show at the Costume Institute. I think it's supposed to be sort of a yeah, Met a retrospective. Gala. Yes, Met Gala esque. Emily has a really cool dress. Mm-hmm. She immediately meets a handsome man who works for a luxury conglomerate. Like, conglomerate, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I know who you are. She's like, I know who you are. And he's like, if you knew, if you really did your research, you'd know that our luxury conglomerate doesn't do any branding, like external branding. We don't work with agencies. We like do everything in-house. Foreshadow. I know. I know. I actually didn't catch that. That was, I was just like, okay. Like, he's not going (laughs) to, I was so, I was like, so she's not going to work with him, I guess. (laughs) My brain, I guess it turned off. And then she goes to say hi to Julienne. Wait, can I pause for something that made me laugh? When she's looking at the Pierre Cadeau fashion and she sees like the bag and the dress that say Ringard, which means like basic bitch. And she's kind of like <laughs> nostalgically touching it. I'm it's like it's like, that's me. I'm the dumb bitch that inspired this. <laughs> <laughs> it really made me laugh. <laughs> I'm that stupid bitch. It also, in the timeline of the show, I think it was maybe like four months ago. <laughs> I know. Well, because something I put together is like, oh, Madeline just had her baby. So it's been nine months since she was pregnant, which is like. Oh, my God. Which is. That's amazing. Which Nina. is she got pregnant before the show started or like before she sent Emily to Paris, you know. Right. So at that point, she was maybe a month. Let's say right. she was a month or two pregnant. So this show has taken place over the course of eight months. I think seven or, so- seven or eight months. Mm-hmm. so funny really good detective work and i know listeners may be saying yeah that's easy detective work no one's thinking about that well <laughs> it's no definitely one seems making to be... me think about like uh things have moved at a really fast pace in a lot of ways and i'm like something i was thinking about because of this is the third season where they've debuted over the holidays and i'm like oh are they ever gonna do like a christmas episode like but it's like oh they can't do a christmas episode every year because every season is roughly three months yeah. So today, so this is the summer solstice. They were in Saint-Tropez, let's say in, in like spring. May or June. Mm-hmm. So it's been like weeks since she met Jeremy O'Harris on that boat. 
Oh my god! Remember that where she was like, "You owe me, gays." Yeah. And then the gays, <laughs> the gays, she parties with the gays on the boat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Wild. So she goes, and then Juliana's like, "Oh my god, a fashion car crash," mm-hmm. or something like that. Or maybe mm-hmm. Luke says that because Sylvie is wearing the same thing as Mads. It's mm-hmm. a wild dress, mm-hmm. and it's again extremely hurtful. Yeah, they they really make Madeline look tacky and stupid. They're literally like, she's tall and fat, and Sylvia is thin and tiny. Like, that's basically the... It's not very nice. No, it's really unkind. And so Mads goes to her and is, like, begging her to come back. And they're really cruel to Chicago in a way that I'm like, we've like joked about it and it hasn't, but it hasn't actually hurt my feelings. So I'm like, who the fuck are these people anyway? Like, I don't give a shit. I love Chicago, et cetera. But it's really like, it is kind of getting to me a little bit. I will say in like a more honest way where I'm just like, you really don't need to go so hard into the three things you know about Chicago. Well, I think that there's this thing of like, I mean, I think this show's confused in so many ways, but I think one of the ways that it's confused is about class or like yeah. it's not confused it just doesn't deal in class and so for them to they just haven't they don't have a point of view and so jokes like this don't work because yeah, it's or, not like that's generous. Oh, i i do no i agree i think i am being generous but it's like there's no point of view so this joke just comes off as like weird and like off whereas if it was like if it was like madeline loves chicago and thinks what she's suggesting rocks then you'd be like, okay, I can. Then I won't be insulted because I can sympathize with the person who loves this stuff genuinely and thinks it's amazing. I think she does inst- love it, but we don't trust her. We're not supposed to love what she loves. Yeah, we're not supposed to, yes, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I think in terms of class, yes, in so many instances, it is really confused. But in this, it really feels like just making fun of. I'll just say, making fun of the Midwest is a classist uh, mm. joke. It is so like. It it is not complicating that in any way, and it mm-hmm. isn't doing it isn't America jokes, which you could argue mm-hmm. is like punching up. You could argue, mm-hmm. right? But it's like no, you're you're making fun of like this region specifically, mm-hmm. this city specifically that like thinks it's mm-hmm. cool, quote unquote, because she's like, I can show you the loop, I can show you like our great food, you know, like the deep dish pizza, mm-hmm. as if as if nobody with class and culture would be like interested in that. Which is, like, one, just, like, so, again, classist. And it's also just, like, so wrong, too. Right. It's also just, like, not true. And also it's, like, makes it sound like all Parisians, like, don't care about Chicago or something. Like, like, people think it's, like, a podunk town. And I'm, like, I don't know. Like, the French people I've spent time with, like, loved Chicago because the architecture was really cool and influenced by French architecture. Like, it's just, like, so, Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. not very nice. Not so very mean nice. Is what mean. I it's mean. Yeah, mean. Um, then we get a kind of plagiarized series of scenes that were just kind of taken from. Let's say it on three, one, two, three. Oh, I don't know. We have to say Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. I was ready. Yeah, that's. You're so right. I didn't think about it. That's so right. Literally plagiarized. When she goes, smile, smile, just smile. Like literally, I got—I kind of couldn't believe it was happening because it was so obvious. And like anyone who's watching Emily in Paris has also knows seen Devil Wears Prada, yeah. you know, yeah, by yeah. heart. Most likely, like they should be so lucky to be in the same. Anyway, <laughs> I'm being so mean today. No, I but love so basically, it. Pierre Cadeau announces—you know—he has the 
the guy from JVMA come up on stage and is like, we're thrilled to make this big announcement that we're going to be joining JVMA. And uh, it's news to Sylvie. And so Sylvie does her Meryl Streep learning that she's, you know. <laughs> Been ousted <laughs> from no, her Nigel, spot. I guess it's Nigel. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. She's her best Stanley Tucci of being kind of having the rug pulled out from under her. And they just like fully cribbed the story and the dialogue. It was very surprising to me. I really didn't uh, catch it. Um, maybe because I was having toast, maybe because you're smarter. <laughs> okay, like maybe mm-hmm. that's why. <laughs> Just because you're smarter. <laughs> I also um, will say I watch Devil Wears Prada like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Frequently. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. I want to keep going. Um, but you're so right. And Madeline comes up and like whispers in Sylvie's ear being like, I don't know, she says something and then she's like, and by the way, my offer expired like a minute ago. So she's yeah. kind of like, so she's Stuck. kind of like, now that competition is out of the way, I'm not asking you back at all. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, then, you know, the, then the JVMA guy invites oh, yeah. Sylvie to get espresso and he's like, I want to offer you this job running Pierre Cadeau in-house. Mm-hmm. there's that in-house callback and he's like, you can bring your own staff. And she kind of is like learning to be a manager. Cause Luke had been like, you need to include us. Cause we, we put a lot of risk, join mm-hmm. you. And so here she kind of acted the shit out of these scenes. I thought so too. Yeah. She, she did awesome. So Sylvie's just crushing it. She's learning to be a manager. She's so beautiful. She's like learning how to work with people and she and they have like a really lovely scene where they're like, we don't think you should do it and like go with your gut and we trust you and like this won't be easy, but we're here. Yeah, for those who don't watch, she like get, gets lunch with Luke and Julianne and is basically like, this was just presented, like we could do it, it'll be a great benefits. Basically like, here's the stable option and you can like, she's in terms of acting the shit out of it, you can see it's like paining her, causing her pain to like maybe have to give up on the bigger dream and the bigger plan, but like she's willing to do it because she she heard Luke's feedback of like, it's not just your career now. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it, I thought it was like very, yeah, delicately handled by her. And also I liked the writing too. It was sweet. Like Luke's like, no. And, and then Julian's on board and she like tears up and they like dance together as they wake their way to the solstice festival. I was like, oh, they're playing smile. Like that's the song that's playing in the street. And I was like, why are, why is it getting like a little bit louder? And then it was like, and Mindy's singing the song at the solstice festival. Like it was like cut to the, <laughs> Mindy singing. And she's like, if you liked our music, come see us on this street at this time. And then her boyfriend gets on the mic and is like, and watch her three and nights a week. watch her at the blue trumpet because he accepted the job for her. Yeah, and before that all happened, Emily's just, like, standing with Camille and Gabrielle being like, actually, Paris is nice. And it's like, no, we get it. Your life sucks. You make terrible (laughs) decisions. But Paris is always there for you. It's just like, (laughs) yeah, it's, like, so vacant. She's just like, you know, even after a bad day, Paris is so pretty. And I'm just like, okay. And then she, Emily joins Mindy on stage and it's like, congratulations. And Mindy's like, what the fuck are you doing up here? And Ashley Park honestly looks like she's annoyed. Like it looked like a friend mm-hmm. actually being like, why are you on stage right now? This is a, like, get get off. And then she mm-hmm. takes the microphone and sings. Sings Alfie to Alfie. And it's really bad. 
That's so funny. I was like, oh, it's really pretty. I mean, the song is good. She's like a really bad voice, I thought. Oh, I thought it was like so like, yeah, I thought it was so pretty. I know you can't tell if I'm kidding. I'm being so serious. I was like, so I was like, this is weird. <laughs> I don't like it. And I don't want this to be the way that she gets Alfie back. And I like don't need another song. Like, why my must yeah. we have a my must we have a music video in every single episode? But I was just like, okay, I guess they're like giving her a nice voice. I thought that Yeah, but I thought it was like bad. I thought she had like a bad voice. That's so funny. I didn't get um, that. But for some reason Alfie likes it. Well, kind of. He's like, what do, I, what do I have to do to get you to stop singing, Koopa? Yeah. And then uh, she comes off stage and and uh, he goes, you're crazy, Koopa. You know that? No, I think he joins her on stage and they kiss her for Oh, everyone. yeah. Okay. He joins her on stage. You're crazy, Koopa. Know that? Which I'm like, but she's not. She's like, not crazy. <laughs> yeah, she's like, really not crazy. <laughs> you, you like crazy? I'll show you crazy. <laughs> You'll never guess what I've done for love. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, that's the end of yeah, the that is episode. It. Oh, so, yeah. that's not it. We actually see Kemi and Gabrielle like really enjoying it, and then we linger oh, on yeah. Gabrielle just a moment longer for him to sort of his file his smile to fade, just so we know that this is still the tension we're grappling with in the third season. The central will they won't they? Right. He's like, oh, it's actually a little painful. Yeah. So what's gonna happen in the third? I don't know. <sighs> More of the same. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, what? Yeah, I guess Sylvie and them, they're going to have to, like, do something wild to get her on on their team Maybe or to, like, sing make a song or to, like, get clients or something. Maybe we'll get a new client introduced. I, I'd, I'm i ready for a new client. I'm ready for, like, yeah. marketing shenanigan. Yeah. Solved by Instagram. I miss, I guess I miss the old days, the old Emily in Paris. Yeah. Where she would just, yeah, is she still an influencer at, at all? <laughs> Remember that was, like, a big deal? Yeah, that was like the premise. <laughs> now, what would you say the premise is now? Like if you had to pitch the show as it stands now? Lily Collins' passion project. <laughs> A very thin girl from the small town of Chicago. Period. That's the pitch. <laughs> in Paris. Is, yeah, in Paris. is bad at Paris. She's in Paris. <laughs> she's in Paris. I don't oh, know. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think that I guess she and Alfie are good. So I guess that's that. Except that she's probably going to, like, have a moment with Gabrielle in the next couple episodes. Totally, like, totally. <laughs> um, I think I think you're right that we're, like, due for a marketing crisis. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, Sylvie will be due. I think Sylvie and Luke and Julian will have a moment of, like, what would Emily do in this situation? Yeah. And they'll, like, have to do something kind of, like, scrappy and silly that they think is beneath them. But then it. And then Emily and Sylvia are going to find themselves like in the same s- space or something. And Probably she's going to Gabriel's restaurant. Yeah. Pr- yeah. Yeah. And Emily's going to be like, I can't believe you did that. And Sylvie's going to light up a cigarette and arch her eyebrow and say, I d- I don't think I didn't learn from you too. Or, well, I learned from the best. Or, or, mm, um, you think I wasn't watching you? You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> no, do, do you get I it? Do. I do get it. I um, get it. This is inspiring me. I think I think on our Instagram, we need to put out a bingo card for watching. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, right. we'll do that off mic and uh, you can <laughs> go to Instagram to, to find it. Um, um, well, should we watch the number three? Yeah, I think we should keep going. Yeah, me too. Okay. Okay, bye. A bientôt. See you soon. Par des rayons à la pointe cornue. Ils seront plus la nuit
obscure, intense, serein et beau. You've been listening to Nina, Hannah, and Emily in Paris, a podcast about Netflix's Emily in Paris. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, share the show with your friends, share it on Instagram, etc. Our listenership has grown so much since we started in 2020 with the first season, and it makes doing this show so fun to know that we're giving you something you enjoy. We love hearing from you guys. We've gotten fan art in our DMs, which is really nice. We've had people message us uh, with takes and feedback and memes and reels about the show and everything like that. And it's really fun. And so we decided that we would make an email address for people to send us voice memos responding to the show. So if you have a take, a qualm, a fan theory, if you have something you want us to talk about, if you have something that really irked you in in any of the episodes, but particularly in season three, email us at emilyandparispod at gmail.com and we'll share the voice memo and respond to it. And also if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll shout you out and read it aloud. And other than that, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Emily and Paris Pod. More updates and fun stuff there. And see you soon. See you soon.